1: Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review on Apple Podcasts. And whatever you can do to help support like, follow, share, subscribe, send us out some Facebook gaming stars, whatever you can do to support us at any one of our outlets. Plus, NBA Draft Junkies, the Run the Floor podcast, and LakerHolics.com. It is truly appreciated. I also want to go ahead and make a correction from last episode. Nate Clifton at 45 is the oldest player until LeBron James passes that mark here at some point. In- <laughs> well, I'll tell you what is a an interesting game today that was played by the Lakers in the Heat in Game Two, of the NBA Finals. I had said before that the Lakers need to be wary of Miami playing extensive minutes as far as t- at the free throw line It's doing a great job of getting free throws there. Well, they did that today they also <laughs> they also needed to go ahead and be aware of their three point shooting and they shot at forty percent today, and they also had to make sure that they get sucked into shooting too many three pointers but they certainly did that today. they shot. The Lakers did 47 three-pointers at a 34% clip.
2: New record for the finals.
1: Yes, new <laughs> record indeed. I don't know if that's the kind of record that you want, but still, anyways, they made 16, so 34% right around what you were expecting from the Lakers. But the Lakers still managed to take out a victory, 124 to 114. They pretty much kept it between 8 to 15 for most of the game. Didn't get it too comfortable, get it too uncomfortable. But they managed to keep distance away from Miami Heat for the entire game. I'm here today to talk about everything that went on with that game, plus Doc Rivers to Philly and the collaborative effort in coaching in Brooklyn, Our three great guests indeed. First off, is my good friend. You got to check out what he's doing today at NBA Draft Junkies. If you're on Facebook Live right now, you're <laughs> catching it, all, everything as far as all the videos that he's doing. That's at NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube us run the floor podcast and nba draft junkies podcast and NBA draft nbadraftjunkies.com is a good man indeed it is rafael barlow and rafael barlow i tell you my, my friend as my co-host for our entire nba playoff coverage it's been from day one for the lakers about lebron and ad and they certainly got that today
0: yeah i mean it was a, a dominating performance for both of those guys and one of the first things I thought of is this is why LeBron didn't win MVP. Because some people are going to question if um well, I think he just had to split votes. And I think it's similar to like Kobe and Shaq. I mean, individually they probably should have won more MVPs than they did, but because they played together, it allowed other guys who didn't have a teammate that was as talented to to an MVP's, and so I think that um, you know that's one of the first things I thought of is that even like this series, um, for the finals MVP, I wouldn't be shocked to see it as a a co a co MVP if there if there's even such a thing.
1: Well, it all depends on how many people are voting on it. Is it an even or odd number? So that usually will dictate whether or not that's. going to But I agree with mm-hmm. you. Sort of looks like a co It's their sixteenth offensive right rebound. But what, the Lakers Davis did they did it well enough. They did good enough. Obviously, they rode the back of Ron and A. D. throughout the entire game. And here today to talk about everything that went on in the game as well. Is a good man indeed. You gotta check out as a blog editor for everything that he does at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com and Magic Man, aka Sean Grice. Simply a fact, I think that the Lakers played well enough, and I think obviously the injuries hurt on Miami's end, no doubt. But I think it was just a case of where they had just enough to go ahead, even though they didn't play probably one of the best games at all in the playoffs.
3: Absolutely, Gerald, I'd agree 100%. I, I'd put a hundred percent. I I put a you know a let um, a word of satisfactory on this report card for Game Two. It was all right. Um, We did take 47 attempts from three but you know we made 16 that's borderline around 35% you make enough you take enough I was satisfied with 16 makes especially with the size difference inside I thought AD really did a good job of battling Olenek and uh, a lot of the other bigs down low and uh, we just we played okay you know but they were missing their two best guys, personally from from the playoffs. All due respect to Jimmy Butler, he's, Goran and Bam have been running this train so far, um, and I just thought we did enough, did enough. But I mean, it's it's just about results, just to win, baby.
1: And I'll tell you what, on a bum ankle, I got to give a lot of credit butler for going ahead and playing really well today what was it 29 points 12 assists uh he just truly played an outstanding game at all facets of the the round ball today deserves a lot of credit for going out there and just not giving up the entire way but also here to talk about the game that was played today is a good man indeed he is the mastermind behind lakerholics.com be part of the conversation once again at lakerholics.com and it is going hot and heavy at com. it is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. I mean, they got a bigger boost on Miami off their bench. Got a great game from Jimmy Butler, but still, the Lakers were able to get it.
2: Yeah, it was kind of a kind of an anticlimactic game in general. Um, the combination of how the Lakers dominated Game One, the injuries, unfortunate injuries to, to Goran and and. Uh, BAM uh, really left you with a feeling that this game wasn't gonna be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Spro junked it up by playing the zone the whole game, uh, leading the Lakers to set a new record for three-point attempts in the finals. I mean, it was almost like we were watching the Rockets play play the Heat. Um, We played lackluster defense, really. Um, Fairly good on the offense. We did what we needed to do to beat the zone they never really got closer than nine points after the start of the game. So, you know, it, it just, wasn't a very satisfying win, if you will. Um, Olenek played very well. In fact, uh, in fact, you could say that the heat, the heat were closer today than they were in uh, game one. So where do you go from there? Uh, uh, We've only got two more games to go to win the championship. Um, Chances are there are going to be two more games, just like these last game that we just saw tonight. Um, It's not the way that I would have liked to win the championship. Um, I do think it's going to be a sweep. My wife's been holding that over my head all day long. Um, She keeps saying that she's got to get ready for the uh, podcast on Tuesday.
1: Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll see how that goes, but I just want to say this, that I know at a Bam Adebayo, at the very least will probably be coming back for Sunday game three. Rafael, do it, but no, or yes, I, I anticipate that happening. I think of the two, if both can't come back, him and Goran Drogic, I think Bam Adebayo is closer to ready for game.
0: Three. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's uh, a debate at all. I mean, Dragic has probably a four-week injury. So even though they haven't officially said he's done for the series, they said he may take a shot, um, just like different players that have had similar injuries missed a significant amount of time. I think uh, one of the persons that missed that, uh, I think Joe Johnson had a similar injury a few years back with Brooklyn, and he tried to play, he took shots, but um, he wasn't the same. And so yeah, I just, I just don't expect Dragic to come back, which really hurts Duncan Robinson because he lives off of. Drogic, is field um, penetration. penetration. Yeah. And, you know, if he's not getting open looks, then he's, he's really not effective out there at all.
1: Absolutely. He's been effectively so far taken out of the series. But I want to ask you this before I head over to Laker Tom, and that is how are AD and LeBron just really able to still, no matter what defensive alignment or zone is thrown at them, how are they still able to be so effective Now they're going ahead and dribble penetration, able to take really any of the shots that they want to take at almost any given point.
3: Well, arguably you
0: have the two best players in the NBA on the same team. And there's nothing that between the two that they can't do. Brian can beat you outside. He can beat you inside. He can beat you passing. And then even if you, Play good defense on the Lakers. You still have to account for their activity on the offensive glass. And AD, I mean, he's shooting. He's shooting like a guard. And then what makes it even more tougher to defend is that they're running like pin downs. They're running action plays for their four, or their five men to shoot jumpers. <laughs> and then, like I said, if you, you know, get them to miss a jumper, you have to. You have to send your whole, you know, your whole team to try to gang rebound, and then when you're sending everybody gang rebound, that's when they're getting these long tap outs. Which it seems like Caruso and Rondo get every single long tap out, and then you're giving the Lakers second possession. So, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter what defense with with those two guys. Um, I thought Miami's defense today was. I didn't think it was bad. I, don't, I felt like they didn't switch as much as they did. The game before, and then, um the Lakers were cold from three, and so I thought if you're Miami, that's what you're hoping for is that um you know the Lakers can get cold I mean, there were times where I felt like Miami was within striking distance when they shouldn't have been. I know it's, it seemed like it was hovering around ten or eleven points for a while um, but yeah, it's just gonna be tough to beat those guys. I mean, I think the last few minutes when Miami did have it down to eleven, it seemed like they had momentum there are multiple plays where the Lakers got offensive rebounds. then – and it's not even talk about the defensive end of the floor. When Miami had a chance to cut it to seven or whatever, they just could not get clean looks at the basket. I think Jimmy Butler was driving to the basket um, a few times, but he was driving not looking to shoot because he knew that LeBron and AD could meet him at the rim. And so – I I still say that when LeBron had those blocks against Houston, I forgot which game it was. It it changed that series, but it also, you know, it just kind of makes drivers think twice about going to the rim because you do not know where he's coming from.
1: Absolutely. He almost had one again today uh, on Kendrick Nunn, but a hair too late, but you're right. Uh, They're thinking about it every time they go into the lane, but still they were able to go ahead for a while there and get a lot of layups on the Lakers. Now that led to a lot of free throws. So I want to ask you this, Tom: mm-hmm. How do you go ahead for Game Three if you're the Los Angeles Lakers and cut that free throw disparity? Because I, I told you that nobody gets to the line more often than the Miami Heat, and though it didn't af- affect the outcome of today's game, you can't always have a game where you're down by 21 made free because the Lakers only made 10 free throws while Miami made.
2: The whole thing is a is a result of the. Philosophy that they have about beating teams, which is they want their guards, they want their out, they want their perimeter players to play up on the ball and challenge a three-point shot and force those guys off the line um, because they trust in their their rim defense. That's the whole theory that's behind Frank Vogel's philosophy on defense. So uh, you just have to not foul as much, you know. Let them make a layup here or there. Don't don't contest every single shot so much. And it really wasn't necessarily the rim protectors Howard or or uh, Davis who were making those fouls. It was the guys guarding them, trying to follow them in on when they get beat off of the shot and so forth. And and they really they just need to not foul as much. I mean, I I was actually wondering what the record was for for uh, they made twenty nine straight free throws. So yes. they're definitely a good free throw shooting team. And you give them twenty nine free throws, and yet they never got any. Closer to the nine points, it was, you know, it was a, it was a boring game to watch, you know, um, and Raphael's right. The one thing that everybody needs to realize about this Laker team is they don't just have the best superstar duo out there. They have the best two superstars, whether you call them one and two or one A and one B, they are the best two players in the NBA right now. Um, and that's that's something that's pretty hard to beat. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I've been really angry about the whole idea that we have a coach of the year award. We have a defensive player of the year award, and we have an MVP award, but we don't have any of those for the playoffs. They only count the regular season, which is the most ludicrous thing in the world.
3: And, and I've always been critical of that. Too. It, it
2: should health. include the playoffs. And basically they should include the coaches and players and, and making those votes
3: well i think they should award the awards before the nba finals after the conference finals are done then votes can come in I, i don't think it's it's realistic with the timing you know now we have the coach of the year out of the playoffs defensive player of the year out of the playoffs the mvp um
2: who and none of them and none of them really deserved the award if you included
0: the playoffs. Well but I guess on the flip side then that means Kawhi would run, would have won MVP last year. It's possible. Which, he Which I mean he, maybe he deserved he it. He probably well, deserved I don't, it. I don't think he deserved it because he was sitting out so many games. I I think yeah. that it's a regular season award and um I guess I kinda like it the way it is, because like I said, last year you would have Kawhi would have won MVP. He was not the best player. From... But you don't give
2: any recognition for who is the most valuable player. You, know, you do for the finals. Just for that one series, which can lead to which can lead to a situation like uh like uh Iguodal winning it, you know. <laughs> which is really yeah a well, odd well, situation.
3: And that kind of leads to another another issue here. Everyone's talking about the Heat missing their players. Does everybody forget that LeBron played a finals without Kyrie and Kevin Love?
0: Right. No, I mean, I think it was at that time people didn't really believe the Warriors were the Warriors. But, yeah, I, I, actually, I just kind of like it the way it is because at the end of the day, LeBron and AD are likely to win the team award. I mean— I don't but think I mean, Ron I mean, cares about the individual award at, the, at, at this point. But it's, but it seems
2: to me that we don't have the comparable award for the playoffs. No,
3: no, I, if it I, is I, the second
2: I, season, then have a second award. No, because no, I, I happen to think that Frank Vogel was coach of the year for the job that he's done in the defense that he's put up against Damian Lillard, James Harden, <laughs> Jamal Murray, and, and Nikola Jokic. And whoever you want to give for the Miami Heats no-name offense. He's done a fabulous job. He's made adjustments on every one of those series. And it's the reason Lakers are only going to go through here and lose three games.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to not And he finished
2: fifth in Coach of the Year Award.
1: All right, all right. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not trying to digress from the, from the game here. But, I mean, we've seen this story before with Steve Nash. Steve Nash won a couple yep. of MVPs. And he never reached an NBA final. So I'm I'm I just don't agree with the timing of, of the awards and you know, but, well, but uh,
1: t- again I go what to I agree with Raphael if why would sit out half the season or a third of the season like he did last year and then have the great playoff run to have does he deserve to be entire M V P entire season? I don't but know. Yeah,
0: so he, he and if he doesn't get it then you give it to Kyle Lowry, <laughs> so maybe so, yeah. Uh, Kyle I'm Lowry sure. was not the best player in the NBA last year. I mean, like I said, it's it's a regular season award. They usually Who the have best the defensive award? player this year. If you think if you include the playoffs, just give it's another just set clear. of
1: awards. How about that for playoffs? Give another set of I'm, awards for playoffs in there.
0: I would go for that again. I don't even know if it matters because somebody like Dame Lillard or I don't know another player could have an awesome first round. But by the time the finals are over, nobody remembers what somebody did in the first well, round.
2: That's the same that true of the regular season. You can have a great first quarter of the season.
0: Yeah, but and nobody
2: they, will remember it because they, they, recent memory always rules.
3: Yeah, yeah true.
0: but I, I like it as a regular just I mean, I don't think does any other sport have an award that they give out after the season is no. all the way completed. So right. I think you gotta reward guys for the regular season and then at the end of the season it's more so of a of a team award.
1: I mean, with LeBron yeah, and AD, I disagree,
0: but that's okay. Frank
1: Vogel's not going to get the coach of the year with LeBron and AD on the bench. Now, As long as you have them on the team, you're not going to get those kind of awards. Nick Nurse with Kawhi and also Danny Green. He was their coach of the year last year. And he didn't get it. So, but he, this year he, he, coached, well, the, he coached the team to, but he <laughs> that's because the award's wrong. That's what I'm saying. Well, he coached <laughs> well, the he, team to the second, second best record in the NBA ahead of the Lakers. Who, who
2: was the most NBA? valuable player this year? Forget in the regular, regular season, it was young. Yeah, regular I mean, in, in, in oh, regular whole season, year.
1: I, I would. But have picked it's not LeBron. Wrong. But again, the regular yeah, season. Yeah, LeBron. Regular season Who
2: was a defensive player for the whole year. But that again, that's
1: AD. me. Again, he but I will go say to the
0: year for the whole year.
1: All right, well,
0: well. if that's the case, then whoever wins the championship is going to win the MVP every year. So,
2: yeah, not I, necessarily. I, I mean, I it's maybe, not like Bogle didn't. Bogo was fifth in the coaching voting. Not like they he know, had a bad year. If we're going like, he was second in defensive player of the year. LeBron was second in MVP. Uh, this
1: this conversation is going way off the rails. Okay, we're not, yeah, and yeah. you're always going to be changing anybody's hmm. mind. I think it's a regular season award. So does Raphael Laker Tom feels otherwise? Again, I would say set out, put out another set for the playoffs awards when happy.
0: Yeah, because Tyler Hero would have won Rookie of the Year.
1: year.
2: <laughs> set of award. They could do their own set of awards and let the media suck
0: the way that they do. This is Raphael from NBA draft Junkies.com, And you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
1: We have different opinions on who was MVP, but it's regular season. I thought LeBron was the best regular season MVP. But again, most of the individuals and analysts out there thought it was young. We've got to respect that. And we move on from there. LeBron has taken it out. You don't
2: have to respect it. You well, can accept it. Well, you don't he he, to, you he know,
1: accepted I it don't by going it. ahead. Well, he accepted it by going ahead and helping his team go ahead right now, playing with well, a vengeance well, 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 and right now being two games away from winning yeah. NBA Finals, which is more important than a regular season. It's-
3: it's very similar to nineteen eighty. Magic Johnson is sitting in a tub, and the press tells him, "Yeah, sorry, Magic, you didn't win Rookie of the Year." He's like, "Okay, who won? Larry won." Oh, okay. What was the vote? Was it close? No, it wasn't close. Larry <laughs> won sixty to
2: three. He's Coast bias
3: pissed him off so bad that he ran a train over the Sixers in Game Six. Yeah, and the rest is history on that. So.
1: Again, that's a again for an, another argument for another day. But yep. let's focus back in. Or let's feel it back in. the yeah, NBA Finals. That's your
2: job, Gerald.
1: Well, that's my yep. job. When your guys are going off the deep end, you know, sometimes it's good entertainment. So enough of that entertainment now. But back to the game, though, because Laker Tom, I just wanted to tell you, I'm going to. You know, I'm I'm in the train station. I've actually got off the bench. I'm actually mm-hmm. running. I'm actually. Leaping and I'm We're climbing on. Give you a ticket. No, the I've got my ticket. This out. ticket's right too here. Late. Sorry. It's all sold out. No, no, no. You know what? We ran out of room. That, I, I guess what? Tell you what. I'll get on a horse and I'll go ahead just like they do in the old Western. Can we let him on? Can we let him on the train, guys? You know what? You're going you to you're
0: gonna have to. Two stops away from the destination.
1: Yeah. You're going <laughs> have have to have to. I'm sorry. Playoff Rondo because we'll remember it fondly if he stays with the Lakers next year and he goes back to analytical hell once again. But <laughs> I will take this today. It
2: was, it was a great game by Rajah. Yeah.
1: That, and that's one of the keys right there. That's, people want to know okay, when they're outshot at the free throw line by 21, when they're outshot from distance at the three point area, and they looked awful with Danny Green and KCP, the broadside of the Barn. It's, it was guys like Rajon Rondo who came today with 16 points and 10 assists, extremely efficient game. And you know what? It is playoff. It's three Rondo. out
2: of four. Three out of four threes. <laughs> yes,
1: three out of four threes. So he's doing enough to help this team win. Oh, I hate Our that buddy.
2: comment. I uh, hate that comment. Well, oh,
1: I, I I know. enough. You're gonna have to doing, deal with it. Doing a lot more
2: than enough. Uh,
1: he's, he's not gonna,
2: just doing enough, Rondo.
1: He's in the playoffs, Rondo. Okay, well, he stepped up his game in the playoffs and doing enough for the team to. All so right, see, that's God, why. That's
2: why I'm not sure they're going to let you on the train, Gerald. Oh, that's
1: okay. <laughs> like I said, I've gone on the horse and I've gone on the top. If I have to go on the top of the caboose, there, I might just do that. But beat we'll up the train, Rondo. There, you, um, there you go. Sure. All right, well, playoff Rondo in indeed. He is here. He is alive. He does play better in the playoffs. Everybody's just going to have to get used to, it, especially at 34. Right. He does care. It's obviously apparent that he does save himself and puts you in analytical hell the entire season just to go ahead and save himself in <laughs> the playoffs, which we're seeing now from other players of his age, like Iguodala was doing. Some other players around his age.
2: Dwight Howard was great tonight yeah. in the yeah. first quarter. And man. So it's
1: apparent that.
2: His defense was superb.
1: Yeah. So it's apparent that. Older players are showing their expertise, their experience at this time of the playoffs because Iguodala hasn't been played too badly for the Miami Heat on their end, although he's clearly a step slow. Rafael, yeah. I want to ask you this. When it comes to that matchup, trying to throw Iguodala anywhere from on LeBron, AD, putting him at the five, now, it would have worked, I think, two years ago, but right now I just don't think he has enough. Even though he is playing, obviously, better than did limited number of games.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think he's been bad defensively. I know the first game, my I feel like Miami just made it too easy to switch. So all you had to do was run some type of misdirection, and then LeBron would get matched up against Hero and Robinson. Um, of course, he's not the same defensively, but um, I mean, with, with LeBron even sometimes you can even play good defense on LeBron and he can just get 20 to 25 points in the flow of the game. He yeah. can, you know, take long rebounds, turn over to personal fast breaks, um, cutting. And so, yeah. And then he's, if he's shooting the way he shot today, I mean, who who can defend him? There were a couple plays where he was wide open on, on, on threes. And then the zone, because they were running a zone, most of the game, I don't know if you can say it was uh, an individual, you know, job of, of good or bad defense because Miami is is running zones.
2: Yeah. Robinson still managed to have a horrible plus minus, <laughs> even in the zone. He's well, like me, minus twenty one or something like that. Well, I mean, that's cool. is
3: another wall mounted on LeBron's uh, fireplace. <laughs> well,
1: let me ask you this, Magic Man. It you know, as Rafael said, and as Laker Tom like said, like the one
2: they, for like Giannis's fear of the deer.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: They threw out the zone for virtually the entire game at the Lakers, and obviously, they've the done enough. But it kept them in the game. It kept them within shouting distance, I think. But how they blurred the Lakers to the death with it. Well, you know, it, <laughs> it kept them in the game. It kept gave them a chance to get back in the game. It had they, you know, got other couple things fall their way, but. Just how effectively were the Lakers? Because you saw there were key points of time when they got into the middle, it made things so much easier, didn't it, for them as they were pitted
3: Absolutely, Gerald. And I thought uh, the Lakers did a really good job of watching film and watching bigs like Daniel Tice. When Tice got into the zone against Miami, he he either he passed it out or he put a floater and and. Lived with the results, and I thought the same thing happened with the Lakers' bigs. LeBron got in the middle; and he either threw it up or he passed it out to the side. AD was very similar; he either passed it out or made a decision. You have to make two quick decisions when you go to the middle. It's not, it's not fuddy-duddy. I'm gonna, you know, dribble, penetrate. No, you have to make a decision when you get in the middle. You're either gonna put it up or you pass it out. Miami's particular play of zone and a AD where they they intersect the
1: zone he just shot tremendously but Rafael go ahead you were about to say yeah
0: I was saying I thought the zone worked for the most part the Lakers didn't shoot the ball well from three the difference was the offensive rebounds in the zone
1: which is nobody nobody
0: I mean it's just amazing in the pros what's that I said that nobody blocks out in the pro. Well, I thought they were boxing out. He just AD his activity it's, it's, because in the zone, you're not you yeah. you're, you're well, looking well, for a body. You gotta find that's, him.
1: That's one yeah. of the he weaknesses is, of having a
3: zone is offensive yeah. rebounding. Right. Perk, yep. um I, I just posted something to our site. I thought Perk um accentuated what pretty much all Laker fans feel right now. He said, with all due respect to at Dwayne Wade. Anthony Davis is the best complimentary player that LeBron James has ever had. And I agree. He's an
2: equal. he's not even complimentary.
3: So
1: let me ask you this Laker, Tom, because he did so well and at a time. He was like 14 to 15, I think at one point in time. Right. Uh, and it's just truly a tremendous Bill performance Alden-esk. by him. Yeah, Bill Waldesk indeed. But I want to ask you this. AD is playing at a level even far surpassing a lot of people's expectations. Because they thought he might be a little bit nervous But he is just really playing at a higher level. In fact, I think right now, if somebody told me, hey, you got to choose one or the other, I think right now he's playing at a finals MVP.
3: Agreed.
2: I think he's going to get the finals MVP. I think LeBron is helping him get it.
1: Absolutely. LeBron
2: has I mean, a championship. <laughs> you know, I wrote an article about Anthony Davis and LeBron James chasing Laker legends. And this all started back when Rich Paul and LeBron decided he was going to L.A. They were going to get AD into the fold. They would win four or five, at least three, let's say, championships to tie Jordan. That would give LeBron the goat. AD would then become the second best player in the league and take over as the first best player when LeBron retired. The Lakers would win three or four championships and put Boston in the rearview mirror. And LeBron, with the power of the big market franchise and the Lakers fan base, would become the GOAT. And that was the whole plan that Rich Paul and he had planned. Um, and, And the first big, the first big giant step in that plan coming to fruition is this championship. And that's gonna open the door for all sorts of opportunities for the Lakers moving forward. Whether it's a sign and trade for another star next year, or or Raphael, you know Trey Young to the Lakers in free agency in a couple of years,
1: or Javale McGee, how oh, straight up?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, we traded Javale already, didn't we?
1: You have fourteen times. Yeah, I mean, he better. went with twenty
2: nine percent, Danny Green. Um, I'm sorry, you're... Danny. I know you read. I know you read all these comments, but you may not have made it to our blog, so. Hopefully, you will be okay.
1: Uh, Okay. (laughs) But I will say this that it's another victory for the Lakers. It might have bored Laker Tom to death, but I'll take it any way we can get it. As he once said, it Uh, it is a 124 to 114 victory. Lakers up two games. Foster
2: should be banned from the league for doing this to the game.
1: Anyways, the the zone
2: (laughs) chucking the the game up, man.
1: It kept him in the game. That's the idea when you're down to your starting rotation players. What, are you just supposed to roll over and you die? do
3: anything. 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 Anything
2: but that. Losses. I
0: mean, this was like a CYO game.
3: Well, uh, I will say I this. I felt like
0: Miami outplayed the Lakers. L.A. just out-talented them. That's just my opinion yeah. for the I
1: think like, that's the, a great
2: it idea. Wasn't an enjoyable, a great it assessment. wasn't an enjoyable game. I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I, what, what, I, what I felt walking away from it was, Geez, I hate to see the season end with three of these.
1: I'll take it, man. I enjoyed every second of it the, Laker and the <laughs> yeah. Lakers are in the lead. So, you know what, Laker Tom? It you really cannot enjoy right. it on so any so one of your 10,000 articles, okay? Go ahead and do that. But I enjoyed it to the, to the old. I haven't seen the Lakers in the finals in 10 years. I want the Lakers to tie the Boston Celtics. I don't care if they have to go ahead. It's A.D. LeBron <laughs> and three school graders. I will go ahead. I will care. If they play zone you, until the end of time, I mean, am fine. Uh, let, I will take the championship pocket. any way I can get it. Your Laker talk. I don't know what you're, I don't know what you want. You say all year long, oh, you want this, the Lakers this, Lakers that, Lakers this. That. You want this pre-painting of how they want to do it. This pretty picture of how they're supposed to do it. And They should not, have beat
2: the zone by 30 points. It's, <laughs> they shot nothing but wide open threes.
1: But when you have, have an inconsistent three point shooting team like the Lakers one of the worst statistical NBA teams at the three pointer That's
2: Danny Green can hit anything and KCP actually hit the side of the backboard once
1: I top. understand that the top yeah the top
2: <laughs> you know, I was like what That's kind of work? Top of <laughs>
0: hey, hey
1: Paul George would have been very jealous but I will say this <laughs> You know, there's still a lot of focus on because again, Bam Adebayo will be coming back most likely on Sunday. i got I hope so.
2: Nine ninety
3: nine point nine percent chance he plays. Maybe it.
2: why don't we let him have Kawhi <laughs> too,
3: evening out. They, they they called in the next string He had whiplash. I watched yeah. that four or five. Times.
2: He had Dwight lash. <laughs> yes,
3: that was a deceleration injury. I understand him sitting out a game. But there's no way he misses game I, three. I mentioned
1: it to you days ago on our last podcast, and that was Bam Adibio shoulder It's something comparable to maybe a Mac truck in Dwight Howard shoulder. Did you see atabio's shoulders, and then you see Dwight Howard shoulders? Guess who loses in that conflict? There you go.
2: Oh, I like I like Raphael's S <laughs> ten against f two fifty. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> like a big diesel truck. There you go. <laughs> but, again, Bam Adebayo should be back for Sunday. I don't know if Goran Drodd is going to give it a try before the end. Well, But uh, G- he's risking G- his free agency too as well. But go yeah, ahead, yeah, Magic G- Man.
2: He might have got back to- with that injury. He might have got on, back. Tom. In
1: Sean, Sean's turn to speak. Hold on.
3: Yeah, Gerald, <laughs> G- 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 I wanted to ask you that question. If if you think the Lakers go up three zero. Do You expect Goran Dragic to play in Game Four because I don't. I don't. I, I don't. If, I don't, I don't. But I, I think if Miami wins Game Three. There's a possibility yeah. he could play. I'm
1: gonna give it a try if if it goes to, but or even if it goes two two or or however the season pulls out from there. But if they, they do go up three zero, no, I don't think. But Rafael that, cost him
2: a lot of, that injury probably cost him some money.
1: No, I don't think that's. I, like, that's that's a that's, yeah, a, that's so. a six maybe what a a month and two months in that that's gonna be something he'll heal up before camp they'll maybe keep him out a couple of weeks of camp you know, wherever team he camp goes starts on. about
2: a week after the end of the season doesn't it yeah.
1: Yeah. I say january mid january but I'm speculating hmm. right now Is okay. probably what you know right now it says still says december first and Adam silver in his annual game conference said that yeah you know he didn't give it a timeline or time frame but most likely he was the fact that it's probably going to be played christmas at the earliest but i'm thinking january i, I think the players would put mm-hmm. much pressure on that
0: you want fans this time yeah well we'll see about that one well, i don't think that's gonna happen yeah.
2: well i'm not so sure because the whole the whole theory from what i understand is the whole idea is testing everybody going into the arena with this quick test
0: well the numbers aren't really going down Across the country. Yeah, it's, I know.
1: it's probably most likely going to trend in the wrong direction because of the flu. Well,
0: you, you've also the got the problem that, that Trump
2: obviously has, which is that that it, the test itself doesn't really tell you for sure whether or not somebody has it, um, because that's what well, they were doing. They were testing everybody, and the problem is that some of those people we yeah, it's, it's, didn't, you know, you, you can have, you can be, you can have contagion and be able to infect people and still test negative. It's only till like four or five days after you catch it that you actually can be tested to make sure.
1: And there's a possibility but, I mean, that's the
2: theory, yeah. theory that they're putting, a, that's why they were doing all of this testing in the bubble every day is because part of a program for the pharmaceutical company that's doing the testing to provide them with arena
0: testing. But you also know they stopped reporting in the bubble. I thought that was kind of suspicious. Yeah. After the first three weeks, they just never say anything about it.
3: Hmm. Well, i like the
0: were... covering up. What I mean, I don't know. Just, you know, they bragged about it so much and then they just stopped. But nobody testing. got cut out.
3: Well, po- oh. the positive tests came from the periphery hotel workers. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. But that's, that's, we just hmm. need another
1: week. Just need another week and, and we can come by and the bubble we could say most likely work. So but another week. Well, I don't know.
2: you figure, you figure they put in a fourth of the fans in the arena. That's better than nothing.
1: Well, it depends on it the way. state. Some states will do it, some states don't. That's why yeah. you know, we're in the situation. State and right. city. That's why, why we're in this situation where some states will do it, some areas will do it. Yeah. And because we have this mix, that's why we're partly. In- it's
2: not. It's normal. going to be a new normal, no matter what it is. New normal indeed.
1: But before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and ask Rafael real quickly: If you were back in Miami, you getting Bam back on Sunday, that's going to give your team a lift. What else do you want to think that maybe they can work on? Because they got the free throw disparity the way they want. They got the them the Lakers shooting a megaton of three points the way they had their deep. If you're Miami Heat, what can else can you seem, seemingly throw out of the kitchen sink? Maybe actually get one game from. the
0: Honestly, I would run the same zone, and just hope that you're having your best rebounder out there eliminates a few of the Lakers' offensive rebounds. And um, but you never know. I mean, with Bam's neck, short of that area, that's you know being able to put the your arms, lift your arms, up, have, you know, is all part of rebounding. And then, you know, banging with like a Dwight Howard or LeBron or somebody banging against your shoulder is not an ideal situation, but I do think that if they run the zone um, and you, you know, like I said, you have your best rebounder out there, I think it can make somewhat of a difference. I mean, you have to hope the Lakers shoot as bad as they did from three, which, you know, I mean, on one hand, you can look at the stats and say it's possible, but then on the other hand, it's like it's tough to get them to miss that many wide-open shots in back-to-back games. So, um, But, yeah, I thought that, um, like I said earlier, I felt like Miami really outplayed the Lakers. Just It was a talent issue. They had the two best players that combined for, like, what, 65 points or something like that, and then Rondo came in. I mean, Miami should not have been – in that game you know i mean it, it should have been a 20 point blowout should, 24 20, points you know. by Olinick really helped
3: well that's the thing yeah. kelly Olinick is your is your third best offensive player you have to outwork the other team there, you have no other choice yeah
1: yeah we'll definitely see what goes on for game three we'll be back here at lakers fast break after the game on game three so please check us out on either live at lakers fast break all the great basketball fa- Facebook groups that are out there. I truly want to say thank you for joining us and everybody out there watching and listening, of course, on all available audio po- podcast formats. But before we head on out, two things, and then we'll get to what you guys are working on. First thing is Doc Rivers getting a job. Literally, he was on a plane headed towards Philadelphia less than 24 hours after he was let go by the Los Angeles Clippers. The Laker time, I want to hear your thoughts on Doc Rivers getting a new job in Philadelphia for five years. I bet Steve Ballmer's happy he's got to, you know, doesn't have to pay him two years on his contract.
2: Well, I I think he I think they left to the mutual agreement, so Doc obviously was fairly certain he had other opportunities. Um I think it was very much like Dan Tony leaving the Rockets. you know.
1: Well Dan Tony doesn't seem to have those options right now. So. Didn't have that agreement under the table.
2: No, he didn't. He didn't have an agreement, but he felt pretty confident he's going to get a job somewhere. Um, and you know, and neither one of them probably need to, you know, need to have a job at this point in time after making five million a year for so many years as 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 a coach. Um, I find it kind of an odd hire, to be honest. Um, and I kind of find it. I I would have thought that. Doc might have preferred a different type of situation, maybe the maybe the, the situation in New Orleans. Um, because I think that it's, you still have this big conflict between your two players, your two best players. What do you do with those two guys? Because they don't really fit together. Um, so unless he's got some advanced knowledge of what the front office is going to do, uh, what Elton Brand is going to do, then there's also the problem that got a 5 year contract and Elton Brand is probably on his last year. If they don't solve the problem, there's going to be a new GM and that new GM's new GM's like to have new coaches, you know. It's just a it's just how the game works. So um so it's be interesting to see, you know. I mean I I think that Doc has a lot to worry about with what he did in the Clippers. I think he's the kind of guy who's probably eager to to make up for that. And to, to, you know, I think he felt that tarnished his reputation that he was basically asked to leave, you know, and, uh, that, uh, Balmer didn't keep him, um, especially since he'd meant so much to the franchise, uh, being the, the only thing that got them through the Donald Sterling era and so forth. And, 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 a you know, really just a quality guy, a quality human being. So I wish him well. Um, I just think that's a tough job.
1: Magic Man, left, any
2: thoughts? Probably not as tough as the job he left. I'll say that much for him.
1: Exactly. So Magic Man, any thoughts? Do you think he might be able to coach Ben Simmons jump shot or two?
3: Oh God. Um that that's that's a sixty four thousand dollar question, Gerald. Actually it's a lot more than um, that based <laughs> off <what's going> on. <laughs> <laughs> My bad.
0: Yeah, that's not even a game check.
3: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's possible. Um, I'm not sure if he can. I, I think this. I agree with Kenny Smith. I heard him on the radio. I think it does make them Eastern Conference Finals contenders. I don't see them as a finals team, personally. I think it's going to be a a problem for them with. The financial commitment they made to Al Horford, I really Tobias don't see Harris it. too. Oh yeah, my God. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't see another team doing them any favors by by trying to take on one of those contracts and and allowing them to be more of a of a, a shark in the water with with trying to find a, another guy who can can help them.
1: I let's, see let's them put at, it this way, Sean. They, they're they over the salary cap with four players.
3: It, Essentially it, four it's, players, and they're over the salary cap. They're, they're, they're in cap hell, Gerald, and I don't really see anybody trying to help this team, honestly. So I think they could be, at some point, maybe a contender, but not in the next two or three years. I think Just they'll have to break it.
1: up the big two. I, I eventually think yeah, that, dude, if they want to go I ahead and, and get somewhere... Other than, new other, other than maybe like a second round loss or something like that, I think they're going to have to break up the big Have to decide which. And we've talked about that in the previous uh, podcast. But before we head on out and before we, you know get to know what you guys are up to your various outlets, Raphael, I wanted to leave this topic for you, my friend, because I think it was something that uh, actually caught my eye in regards to Kevin Durant's podcast. He had on Kyrie Irving as a guest. <laughs> Yeah. And during the conversation Kyrie Irving never strays away from controversy something is like, mm-hmm. he obviously uh, you know if you've caught wind of it Brady said some disparaging things about LeBron and uh, obviously there's there's a little bit of a long standing there and that's that's you can say that all you want while LeBron's in the finals with the title but I want to ask you this it was the other thing that really struck me about how him and KD talked about the collaborative effort in coaching Brooklyn Nets. Funny, I thought they just hired a coach time MVP, Steve Nash. If you already you're being undermined, although, I don't know, would you assume, or, or am I just overstating my bounds and saying that it's you, know, you could say that already his job is being undermined and he hasn't even started yet?
0: Well, before I get into that, I wanted to talk about Doc Rivers real fast. Sure. I think the reason he took the Philly job is because History says he doesn't want to rebuild. I mean, that's why he left Boston, because he didn't want to rebuild. And I don't think he wants a young team in New Orleans because he's not guaranteed to make the playoffs next year, even if they have a great year, especially with Golden State coming back. Um, I think there's more uncertainty in Indiana with Old being a free agent. Oklahoma City job, not an option because he definitely doesn't want to rebuild. That's going to be a long rebuild. And so I think it would be Houston and Philly. And and I think like coaches have egos and you think that you can be the guy that can fix that situation. And so I think that was, you know, that was his situation that, you know, he probably feels like I can fix it, but he got a five-year deal. So even if Elton Brand is let go after a year, whatever, he, I mean, he got a five-year deal. So he's, he's good. (laughs) So so if he fails, he's, he's, he's still going to get paid. Um, And I think it was time for a fresh start. Uh, I saw someone make a comment that if the Sixers were wanted a, a media-friendly coach that could only get you to the second round, they should have kept Brett Brown. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, but I think that – I mean, I thought that, in my opinion, Doc's seriously underachieved with the Clippers. I mean, if you just look at that talent – they had all right, Blake, DeAndre, and CP three during his tenure all made all star games and all NBA at one time or another. You look at this year, he had two guys that played that made the all defensive team. Uh Kawhi was all NBA. Paul George is an NBA type player. It he's had three in the different
1: MVP voting last year.
0: Right. And he's had three different guys win six men of the year. He's had a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of individual awards, but they never got past the second round. So I think for him, he needed a fresh new start. And I also feel like if he wasn't such a a well liked person, especially by the media, I think he would have been gone after the, the Houston series when they blew that three to one league. So I think uh, you know him, you know, just being well liked and well spoken, and the way he handled the Sterling situation bought him time. So I wouldn't be shocked that. You know, he was just really looking for a fresh new start, but he didn't want to have a, a young team. What's and his
2: then... identity what's his identity though? That's the big problem I have with you know what how what what in you know, Frank Vogel, you know what kind of team you get. Um almost all of the guys who are good coaches have an identity. Mike Dantoni, you know what kind of team he's gonna get, what his strengths are. And Doc, I just don't know, you know.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I feel like like with, with Frank, you knew his identity was defense with Indiana, but you never associated him with being a defensive coach with Orlando. Yeah, but that's, then I think that's because of the team he had. Right. Well, I think this year, if you have the best defensive player, in Anthony Davis, and the motivate LeBron, even D'Antoni would be considered a defensive coach. So, yeah. D'Antoni's really not a bad defensive coach. He's not, but, you know, your reputation's stick. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> It's kind of like, I mean, I guess the it's kind of off the side. I guess the best example is Jason Kidd. Reputation says he's a terrible shooter, but it wasn't until he ended up being like fifth and three point shooting uh, three pointers made that people realized, like, wait a minute, he's passed up a lot of these guys, so his reputation stuck with him. But I do agree. I don't know if Doc has like this identity of what type of offense or what you know you'll you'll, you'll get from him.
2: But as far as he was a player's coach, don't you think? And, and the well, problem I think, with the player's coach is that sometimes the players, see, hey, he, might've mean, been perfect for, he might've been perfect for Brooklyn. <laughs> see, I don't <laughs> even know
0: player. if he was really a player's coach because you would hear stuff that Big Baby yeah, said, no. you'd hear what uh, Matt Barnes said. And I was around that team a little bit in 2015. And, you know, all you would hear about is their chemistry issues, how they didn't get along. And, you know, there's a story that Rondo threw a water bottle at him in Boston. I think in Boston he was in a perfect situation where he had three stars that were tired of, you know, their individual awards and missing the playoffs. And, you know, they were in their early 30s at the time. And LeBron wasn't ready for that level yet. And I just think they were in a perfect situation um, for him to win. He also had Tibbs doing his defense. Um but as, as far as the situation with Brooklyn, the thing about Kyrie is similar to Derrick Rose in a sense. Remember when Derrick Rose, if you put a mic in front of him and asked him a question, he gave you the most honest answer, even if it wasn't politically <laughs> correct, even if you knew it was going to be controversial. And so I asked a friend of mine who played with Kyrie and his exact words where he says, no, he's really a good guy. He's just too smart for his own good. And he is going to say exactly what's on his mind. And realistically, the comment that was made, you could say LeBron and AD could have said the same thing. Because at the end of the day, LeBron, is, LeBron determines Vogel's fate in a sense. And so, I mean, I've even heard stories that when Phil was the coach of the Lakers, Kobe would check himself in and out of games. If they got down a certain amount, I think, so. I forgot which.
2: What are you going to do when Kobe walks up to the scorer's desk to check himself in?
0: Right, and what? that's what, I forgot who told me. They said once, if a team went on a run, he just, he he took the towel. And once he threw the towel to somebody, that means he was going in. And so, it's a player's league. I think that uh, Durant and Kyrie wanted somebody that they liked. And, um yeah, I don't think they would have wanted a a strong minded coach that is going to Thibodeau. <laughs> Yeah. I think they wanted someone that was probably gonna be like Kerr in a sense where they respect Kerr, but at the end of the day, Kerr is uh he's not a disciplinarian. He's not gonna call them out in the media and um and he's gonna let them play. He's just gonna let them go out and, and and hoop, and, so. Nash,
1: and Nash has that experience working with the Golden State Warriors. Let's not forget well, that, yeah. that, that could really come in handy. I know people say, "Okay, yeah, he great job," but he didn't get to that level.
3: He Did get to that level working with the Golden State Warriors? Go ahead, Sean. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was going to say, Gerald, I I completely agree, and I, I find um a contrast here because Steve's really an extrovert. And I think that's to Kyrie and Katie's benefit that he's an extrovert. Um, he he finds a way to like. Here's here here's what I feel Steve provides for them, and that is the ability to bounce ideas off of and to not be offended. That that's what I've always found. Steve Kerr. Gerald. Steve Kerr again. Steve has the ability to not be easily offended and to not offend. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, because when you
1: start off and you've got these guys, when you hear the words collaborative effort, think, okay, that's great. They're going to work together towards building the team. But then the phrase and the question of it was based around coaching the team. And they're talking about how coaching the team will be a collaborative effort. And you're, that just makes you say, it is, okay, it,
2: is what? it is on the Lakers even when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just they Frank didn't Vogel, say it. Yeah. Frank Vogel has really made sure that every major decision, and same thing with Rob Palenka, every major decision has been. right they're by. buying
1: into it, and obviously Rob they're Nathan. they're your two best players, and of course, same thing with Brooklyn. They're they're buying in on it, but it's just the way they phrased it. It, it kind of took
3: people yeah. aback, and that's, that's the flatter
2: aspect of. Kyrie, you well, know. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, but I've always found Kyrie, um, you know, Kyrie is a mercurial guy. That's the best nice way always, of putting
1: it. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, but I've always found that sometimes the media can can kind of go overboard with him on how mercurial he is. I just think that that's just his personality. It is what it is. It it it's, it it shouldn't be shouldn't there shouldn't be hyperbolic um, um, statements towards, you know, how he feels. That's just the way he is. And I feel that Steve's the perfect guy for that because I really don't think that Steve could give two rips what Kyrie had to say on that podcast. That's okay. just my opinion. Go ahead, yeah, I just
0: think he was brutally honest. I mean, think about it like this. We've known tanking has been going on for years. Philly got criticized because they were the first team to really openly say, we are tanking. The process. <laughs> and So I think yeah. that no matter what happens with Steve Nash, if the Nets struggle and they fail, the media is not going to blame him. It's all yeah. going to be on KD and and Kyrie because Steve is so well-liked by everyone. The only time I've ever really seen him get criticized and I thought it was unfair is when his body was breaking down. I mean, with LA, but it was people complaining about the money that he was making and he wasn't playing. But other than that, I think that he'll be like Steve Kerr or even doc in a sense, yeah. you know, you, you lose, he's going to give you a great interview. He's, no, he's, smarter, well, he's
2: smarter than doc. Because offense, he's got an offensive mind and Kerr has the same thing. they they've got a brain that really works. They're X and O's guys. Yeah. That's really what doc lacks. But, comparing the two of them. Of course, Steve doesn't have any experience, but Kerr didn't have any experience either, really.
0: Yeah. Right, Tom. But, yeah, I just think that no matter what happens, if they get off to a bad start, the media is not going to say Steve Kerr can't coach or question his – they're going to – Kyrie is, and Duran are low-hanging fruit, and so they're going to get <laughs> all of the blame, and uh, they may even get it worse than on the – Social media, guys. both of them are social <laughs> media favorites. Well, they're right in
1: New York, so that makes it right there for a target.
2: That's the combination that's killer.
3: Right, right, but I think this is a perfect balance because I think Kevin is at a point now where he doesn't give a rip either. I mean, basically. Mm,
2: He may say that and might be the logical thought, but I think he looks at every goddamn tweet that comes his way.
0: He does. (laughs) I've heard that, and I've had a chance to meet him. Very, very nice guy. But one thing that somebody told me is that he wants everything that he does, he wants to be better than LeBron. He want, He feels like they are similar. Didn't get, to the didn't get enough respect. Yeah, he didn't get the respect. Because there was a time you could say that
1: KD was the best player on the earth, uh, I think, I in my opinion. I mean, there, there was, was that finals where, where he just outplayed LeBron.
0: But there's always a period of time for people like that. It's just a matter of LeBron's longevity.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> last year, Kawhi's LeBron's name was 45
2: mentioned. and still playing like. Well, well I, else I, 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 have a,
3: I have a question for you guys. Do you think uh, there's a scenario where the Nets keep uh, Karras and Spencer, or do you think they um, kind of jettison them to try and get that Paul George?
0: Well, Lavert is well. I didn't realize. I wouldn't, too I wouldn't have got us in Lavert for anybody. No, I, he's,
3: he's, I love that guy.
0: I don't think he compliments them in the starting lineup because he doesn't shoot well. He's more of a guy that needs the ball. But he is somewhat, in a sense, a better version of KCP because he's Rock Nation. Kyrie is Rock Nation, and Durant was Rock Nation. But I think Rock Nation is only doing his business deals. I think Spencer is the one that will be out because he shot like 31% from three last year, and he's not a, a complimentary piece to to those guys. So, um, no, I think LaVert is there, and him and Durant are close, and I think he stays around. LaVert is so tough when he gets into the paint, man. Oh, my God. He's the so best much. guard in the league at the basket.
1: Well, we'll definitely see what happens as Brooklyn is going to be one of the big favorites for the East, all goes. Dumpster fire early on or if it does become a collaborative effort mm. as far as the coaching is we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the lakers fast break podcast hey lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news information original videos articles podcasts podcasts
2: uh i just had one other thought that a little ray of sunshine and hope for the for the miami heat and, and that is that um lebron james has never won a playoff series when he's up 2-0 <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth i mean this is the first playoff series he's ever been up 2-0 so
1: you're saying just I like think- in the last round with denver and when the lakers were up 3 you're saying Miami has the Lakers right where they fine. want.
2: Could be, you know, I mean he's never he's never won up series when he's up 2-zip
1: I doubt, for sure, but guys it's been great talking to each and every one of you, we're going to be back for game 3 coming up on Sunday early evening, so to speak or, you know, just after the game comes up on game 3, but before we head on out, guys, I want to hear what you're up to Sean, you're up first What's going on with all what that you're doing at LakerHolics.com?
3: Hey Gerald, um, as we spoke last last time, this has been the just the craziest calendar year as a Laker fan. I can't think of of another crazier year between the like we said the the um, the international incident from from China to unfortunately all of our loss with uh, Kobe Bean to COVID. uh, It's just been a crazy year. I mean, in between lockouts, 9-11, I can't think of a crazier year as an NBA fan and quite frankly, as a Lakers fan. So I'm just going to uh, be detailing that as uh, editor of the blog and expressing my sincere joy that we're in the NBA Finals after all that craziness and just two wins away from from that gold, man. I can just taste it. It's so close.
1: Even though it's all going to go downhill from here because LeBron's up two games to nothing. <laughs> I'm kidding, Laker Tom. But Laker Tom, I know as Raphael, I love to kid you. You got twenty thousand articles in the chamber. Already locked up, ready to go, ready to shoot out there. What you got working on at Lakerholic stuff?
2: Well, I'm I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about the next couple of games because I don't really feel like writing about this game. I didn't think there was anything really worth writing about it. So, um, so I, I basically have a, a whole bunch of blanks in there, you know, and I've got to figure out what to do. Why don't you
1: do that? Post an article with nothing but blank stuff in there. <laughs> that was the
2: g- game two wrap. But I, the subject, the subject I'm starting in this is sort of a takeoff from the article that I wrote about, you know, LeBron's grand master plan for the Lakers and and AD. Uh, it's what happens next is really what interests me. What is what is the plan for next year? The next two years? Um, what do I think is going to happen with respect to Giannis? Because that's a big factor in in the Lakers uh options and permutations. Um uh I do feel that they have a great ability to go out and get somebody with a sign and trade. Um I do think Danny Green and DeVale are probably both gone in my opinion. Um uh, and <laughs> their I their value I, is so low <laughs> right now. <laughs> their value is uh is twenty Lakers, million dollars.
1: And the Lakers only
2: have this expiring contracts in a situ- in, an, in a COVID-plagued environment where there are going to be a lot of teams look to cut salary,
1: going to have to give up that draft pick at least. Lakers don't have any more sure. draft. Picks. Yeah, no,
2: I think I they're going to. I think they're willing to give up the draft pick. I think they're willing to give up Kuzma. I think they're willing to give up, to give up Tht. They want. Oh. They want. They I want.
3: Would.
2: Oh. It's I would. a win-now situation, Sean. I don't know. About so anyway, that that's, those are basically the bullets that I'm loading. And trying to figure out exactly what do I think are the odds of what the moves? What are the moves that the Lakers have available? Because really I think
3: hesitant to move him right now. Really hesitant.
1: Yeah, he's got to get
3: a shot, man. Love the guy too. I yeah, love I the guy. Too. To the shot. But
2: you know, there's there's all sorts of moves. There's there's the move to. It really oh, depends oh, on how oh, long well, you let think LeBron's going to play.
3: Ask you something. We gave up Zubats way too soon. And that was a bad. I don't want to make that same mistake with Tht. Well, I'm not sure. I remember
0: who Tht's agent is. That's that's the key. Yeah,
3: Yeah. that's true.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. Tht just simply because of what Raphael said. You know, a big part of what I feel is this big game plan has been Rich Paul. The the, the only problem is one question you have to ask is where does the line, Rich is not going to do bad by a client just to help the Lakers. But he also understands that what AD got out of moving to the Lakers wasn't just the max contract. It was a chance to win a championship. It was a chance to 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 create a legacy for a player, a chance to become the face of the most storied franchise in history and there's other players now, there's other positions that that's going to be enhanced by winning this championship. So you have to think that this is, you know, I mean, I I know what the photo is that I want, I just haven't been able to find it. It's basically it's basically LeBron, Rich Paul, and Rob Polinka all sitting down together and, and thinking, you know, whoa, let's go. I mean, I wish I had somebody for Holics that was really, really great with Photoshop and could put that together for me because I think that's the picture that's sort of the article that I have in mind.
1: There you go. Um, and
2: I've written a lot of articles that, that were originated from a photo or an idea of a photo, you know.
1: So where you can find all this right now, including all the articles and all the photos that he has in mind, <laughs> finally gets, for Team Clutch or anything else Los Angeles, go ahead to Lakerholics.com. Check it out. Laker Tom, Sean a.k.a. Magic Man. And medium at Laker
2: Tom on medium.
1: And Laker Tom on medium. Don't forget that. And also Jamie Sweet's five great things. He'll also be posting there this week. But before we head on out, same every day? Every day's the same. But all is well when you go ahead as far as NBA draft knowledge at NBA Draft Chunkies. Because right now at NBA Draft Chunkies, you're going to see Roe. After row, after row of draft prospect videos, interviews, and so much more. Raphael, what do you have in the chamber for yourself at NBA Draft Junk?
0: Yeah, the next video that I'll put out is a French prospect. I think that'll be taken in the second round, 6'7", point guard, combo guard with a 7'2", wingspan, Abdoulaye Ndoy. Um, yeah, I think he would be, and he has... Great upside as a defender, just with his length and his athleticism, and so I think that he's a a guy that um, could hear his name called early in the second round, just because you don't find too many six six ball handlers with seven two wingspans. And he shot about forty percent from 300 a low volume of attempts. So his film will be the next video that I'll that I'll break down and put on the website.
2: Sounds That's like it. a possible
0: week. <laughs> 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 Maybe. Well, I don't think he'll be selected in the first round.
1: But we can
2: can buy a second rounder. It's very possible. There'll be people looking to sell draft picks.
1: There you go. And you can catch all the great videos that he's doing on prospects just like that today. For myself, we just dropped an episode of the PCC Multiverse where I had a great interview with the guys that direct the latest documentary to CBS All Access. Console Wars—you got to go ahead and catch my conversation with Jonah Donatulis and Blake J. Harris, developing a television series with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg on Console Wars. Yep, and not too distant. And I talked to them about all those great things and more on our latest episode. First, need fantasy football tips for Week Three? We got them for you, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And if you want to know what I was wearing throughout my entire show today. That was the ELO 7.1 USB, which is going on sale this weekend. It will be available at all online outlets, including Best Buy, Target, R-O-C-C-A-T, ELO 7.1 USB headset. You can get it in the cord like I do or without. So if you're interested, check it out today. R-O-C-C-A-T. Well, my friends... Great talking to each and every one of you. I look forward to hearing more extended thoughts from you, Laker Tom. My goodness, indeed. We'll just go off on another tangent again because you'll be so bored with another game, hopefully, that the Lakers will hopefully win and make it three games to zero. But that's what I'm hoping for. So no matter how boring or no matter how interesting it will be, we'll be back for game three right after it. continue our great NBA Finals coverage right here at the Lakers fast break pod.